Good morning. It is 9 a.m. on Friday morning, March 18th. I'm back on a regular schedule and feeling fantastic. Thank you for joining me. This is Leslie Culver with 59 and Counting and welcoming you back to the podcast, Finding the Creative in You. And I'm so glad you joined me today. Um, It's a beautiful day here in Houston, Texas. We're luckily still in the mid-60s, so air conditioning, not air conditioning, windows open, who knows the best thing to do. That's the beauty of the South, I think, Uh, part of what made me fall in love with it, and part of what keeps me here instead of sometimes getting that craving to move someplace new or move back home to something super familiar. And that just brings me right into the subject matter that I wanted to talk about today. As many of you know, I have taken a few weeks off, had some things come up that really had me looking at life a little bit differently and maybe wanting to make some big changes. I've started making some of those changes and one of them actually has thrown me back into contact with some new people I didn't know, but people from an old hometown. And that is the beautiful city of Overland Park, Kansas, where I grew up as a child and then returned to in my early first marriage. The wonderful thing that I remember about growing up in Overland Park was some geography that had been there just forever. And it had been there long before I got there. And when I moved away, when I was about 10 years old, it was still there. When I was married and moved back with my new husband, it was still there. And it was about two years ago that I heard that some of these various landmarks that I was so used to seeing were slowly disappearing from such a familiar place. And in my conversation with the individuals that I'm about to go into business with and about to begin working with that all live in and throughout the Kansas City area, the greater Kansas City area, many of which are actually in Overland Park, I had a wonderful conversation with uh, one of the upper management of the company today And she informed me of some things that were going on in an area of Kansas City. If you're familiar at all with that, you'll know what I'm talking about that is referred to as the plaza. And the plaza has always been sort of the shopping mecca of Kansas City in that it housed all of the upper... uh, shopping experiences that you would want. The Saks, the Nordstrom's. Um, One of the things she even mentioned that the rent had gotten so high, even Pottery Barn couldn't stay open in 
the plaza and it has changed from this beautiful shopping experience whether you could afford to buy anything in the area or not did not stop many of us who maybe couldn't afford the area to go ahead and shop there just for the experience of shopping in the area. The architecture was pretty. Uh, the area was considered a sister city to uh, a, an area, and I would have to look it up. I'm sorry, I don't remember, but there was this area in Kansas City, and it was literally considered the sister city of someplace I believe in Spain, um, and it was because of the architecture, it was because of the fountains and just the beauty of the area. You could always, any season, anticipate the, going to the area of the plaza and finding beautiful scenery. It didn't matter if there was a f two feet of snow on the ground, a week's worth of slush from melted snow, or, you know, the beauty of fall and spring. It did not matter what time of the year it was. The plaza was always beautiful. And of course, come Christmas, Thanksgiving weekend, we looked forward to the lighting of the Christmas lights, and it was an astounding sight to see. The reason that I bring this up is I really wanted to talk today because this really hit literally home for me, home in my heart, uh, that so much was being torn down and replaced with modern versions. And the individual that I was talking to made it very clear that the architecture was truly changing. Uh, some of the buildings were being converted to very modern looking buildings. And there's nothing wrong with modern architecture. It has its own beauty and definitely its own place in establishing a future historical building to look back on but in in making these they are actually removing what has been historical buildings for so so long and i really wanted to talk about the art of yesterday and this may not be directly related to finding the creative personally inside of you. But I want to talk about it because it really does address something that I think we need to take a look at. And that is literally not removing art simply for the purpose of economic or growth or change. Sometimes keeping the old because it represents a different time period can be extremely important to us. What if somebody had decided that the Mona Lisa was really not all that pretty? 
and maybe it that canvas would have been better served to have been scraped off or painted over or torched for that matter just torn apart to no longer exist and we today would not be able to stand before it and wonder who she was who the painter was what prompted the painting we may know some basics about those but we can only know what was maybe passed down in other creative expressions, much like we talked about yesterday. And that's if somebody put the words down in writing somewhere. So as I, as it was being described to me, the changes that were being made in one of my favorite places in my, one of, one of the two places I consider my old hometowns, that the changes that were happening were happening simply to build up and change because a creative had decided that they didn't like that style and were automatically getting rid of the old to bring in their style. And the reason that this is so important to me is I am encouraging so many people to express themselves and find the creative in themselves. Put it down on paper so maybe your great-grandson can know more about you than one or two photographs that they might be able to see or a blog post that they might be able to stumble on uh, 50 or 100 years from now. We have no idea what the world is going to look like. 100 years ago, the idea that I could write down my thoughts on a machine and share it thousands of miles away was absolutely inconceivable. So I can't even imagine 100 years from now how we will disseminate information or people will receive information from us. But what I do know is that when you take apart somebody's former brilliance and what has generationally been so beautiful and something that Anybody could enjoy driving by and it did not matter, like I said, whether you could afford to shop there or not. Simply driving by those buildings, you could appreciate the beauty. All the fountains that were throughout the area that were amazing pieces of artwork. I... I'm not certain I can think of anyone who could not appreciate the talent and beauty that went in to these sculptures and all of the things that made the fountains and the lighting and the water and everything that we could not appreciate them. And like I said, when I lived in that area, that geographic area. Believe me, my husband and I did not shop in the plaza. 
Today may be a different story. There may have been more than one season in my life when I could have gone back and afforded to shop there. But at the time when we lived near there, it was more a place of wonderment and awe, not in the shops themselves, but in the experience of the cobbled streets and the beautiful archways and doorways and glass work and everything. And so today I was just really prompted and I hope you'll you'll join with me in this little indulgence today when we talk about preserving what was for the historical moment in time and without getting controversial or political or anything of that nature, I've never truly been a proponent of ripping down symbols because maybe it did not shed a good light on our history. I can't say I don't know if there was anything about the plaza in Kansas City that might have sparked some sort of feeling, negative feeling with any particular cultural group or anything. I have no idea. What I do know is how much I enjoyed it just as a young girl being taken down there, driven down there in the car with my folks to see the Christmas lights and all the memories that are wrapped around. And I have a lot of memories like I said, not even shopping there. I can remember um, a girlfriend and I going and walking through the plaza, simply pretending like we could afford to shop there and having the time of our life just, I don't know, sort of acting out in our own way. We were in our late teens and, and really having fun with the whole, you know, what if we we were almost you know, the pretty woman before the movie was ever a movie, sort of acting out that, and how wonderful it was to have that magical place. I remember when I was going to Johnson County Community College and taking a a, uh, a photography class as one of my art classes that you have to have, you know, In any degree, you have to have those fine art credits. And I was taking photography. And I used the plaza in so many of my pictures simply because it lended itself so well to black and white photography. And I will never forget how many times I was amazed at at the image that I could pull out just from the most simple brickwork um, that might have been in the area. So not being at all getting into the controversy because I simply don't want to do that. And that is simply not what this podcast is about. I do want to talk about what it means to preserve yesterday's magnificence. 
hearing that something as simple as the stagecoach horses and carriage that stood outside of Overland Park State Bank, which I am now told no longer even exists either, that that stagecoach and horses that was, I'm guessing, made of cement, I don't know, but was a steadfast landmark in Overland Park is gone. My heart is broken that if you were anything like me, and I think most kids have at least some drop of imagination in them, just innately, intuitively, we just do as small children. My friends, my brother and I, myself alone, maybe not even sharing it, as we would drive by that, I would usually make up a story about who might be in that stagecoach at that moment in time. There was something very magical about what was simply a representation of the bank, but had become such a landmark in the city of Overland Park, Kansas, that there, it was really, it was hard to not wrap some sort of, especially if you grew up there, maybe not so much as an adult, but if you grew up there, not wrap many, many memories around this. It reminds me of something that I'm not sure we see that much anymore, but it reminds me of Howard Johnson's and the Howard Johnson's that stood, and I don't even know how to describe the intersection. So for all of my people, my family, my friends, anyone who grew up in Columbia, Missouri with me, pardon me while I try to describe, but when you got off that exit for West Boulevard, off of I-70, and you made that crazy little curve, there was the Hojo's right there. And as a child, because my grandparents lived on West Boulevard South, as you made that crazy little curve and then you took the turn onto West Boulevard South, that was always the curve that woke us up, my brother and I, in the car to let us know that the two-hour trip was about over. We would wake up, look up, and the first thing we would see is that Howard Johnson's. The obnoxious orange and blue of the Howard Johnson's was the fond beginning of the memory of going to Grandma's house, which meant we were going to have good food, lots of cousins around that we got to see, aunts and uncles, Grandma and Grandpa, lots of noise, scrabble games, beds made on the floor, all the wonderful memories. And I know for a fact that that Howard Johnson's too is gone. And so really, I'm focusing today on the creativity that is behind the architecture in our world and in our lives. And whether that's a statue, a building, 
a commercial, basically, logo, if you will. Something that obviously sparked big, big emotions in me. And as I have said all along, art and creativity should spark something in us. And that's what brings such great value to it into our lives. And today I'm talking about the architecture, the Stuckies, the Howard Johnsons, all of these places of yesterday that are slowly being wiped away from the landscape of our lives and therefore will never be a part of the landscape of many people's memories and lives. And while they won't miss it because they won't know what they're missing, there is something to be said for what is no longer here that they won't even be able to wonder about. When we undo the creativity of somebody else, we not only erase that image, that place, that memory, we erase the people who were involved in first putting it there. And if we are going to as we should, find value in each and every person that walks this earth. And if we are going to care about their words and their art and their creativity and what deeply is inside of them that they need to express, we also need to protect their legacy Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we need to be more aware before we tear something down. And I am not talking about the historical monuments. Again, I don't want to get into that. That's not what this is about. But we need to be aware that every time we pull something down, We may not know the hands that formed it, the sweat that went in to creating it or building it. And because the commercialism of our world demands it, we are, we so blithely go about the business of business sometimes that we forget what we might be taking away from ourselves to even enjoy anymore. So I wanted to put this out there today as we talk about ways to, to express ourselves so, so that the world will know that we were here so that long after we are gone, we might leave one trace of who we were behind 
of the times in which we lived, of the people that we are individually and as just a corporate huge earth all over. I say to you, what if the paintings in the cave, the bison, was just sandblasted away? What if Whistler's mother was deemed too large a painting and took up too much space that it was broken down into nothingness? What if Jackson Pollock's great large works were deemed splatterings that made no sense? What if the Venus de Milo was considered pornography? What if the Eiffel Tower was considered no longer useful as a radio tower and thus dismantled because it took up way too much space. What would we do if in the hurry, hurry business of our world we removed some of the greatest things that people have for generations been in awe of because a human or a group of humans created something amazing but a future generation simply saw no value in trying to understand it. How sad might our world be if 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, what we are doing today is deemed to have no value. What a tragic world that would be. If you are an artist, if you are one of those people wanting to be an artist or wanting to be creative or wanting to express yourself in some way, I bet you're one of those people also that maybe deep down in your soul have this desire because at the end of the road, when you too will pass out of this world, you might want to be remembered. So today is about the beauty of the world that we can so easily, so easily erase. I would just ask you to consider for a moment, if there is something that throughout your life has brought you joy, whether it's a little mom and pop 
soda shop in a small little town that maybe is being considered to be renovated into something very modern and new or just removed altogether. Take up the banner of preservation and say, might it be worth it? So that we can understand a hundred years from now what a soda shop was, even though, goodness knows, even at my age, I never actually went to a soda shop, but I know my mom and dad did. And because they did, there's a fondness in my heart for it. And if you can remember your mom and dad or your grandparents talk about the corner soda shop, might it be worth preserving that so just a little piece of their world we could still glimpse. I encourage you to join with me as we're creating our art in whatever form and we're creating our, our very creative souls inside that we're developing together. Also consider what it would mean if someone tried to erase it. If that doesn't give you pause, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It gives me great pause. And it made me sad today for just a little while as I thought about a city I would no longer recognize. And those were the exact words that were used by the individual I was talking to that I bet you wouldn't even recognize this place anymore. And I said, how sad. And I said, you know, I remember taking walks with my son. I would put him as a tiny baby in the stroller and my husband and I lived on Lowell and I would be able to walk from our home to the little area in downtown Overland Park that was known as downtown. It was a very charming little area. And I could walk as far as that stagecoach and that bank. And when I needed to, I could literally walk up to that bank from my house. It was a little bit of a trek, but I could do it and have a wonderful time with my little baby in the stroller, enjoying all of those streets. What if that had not been there for me to do so that I could enjoy seeing things that I had seen as a very small child, now with my own very small child, and I could describe to him my childhood through the things that I was seeing. Today, I hope that you create something beautiful or something meaningful that you pull out a pen and put thoughts and words on paper I also hope that if this sparks any thoughts for you at all that you'll look me up on Facebook join my group Paper Planner Journal Book 
Find me on Instagram at 59 and Counting. Find me on YouTube at 59 and Counting. Reach out to me, would you please, and let me know that you created something beautiful today to leave behind for somebody tomorrow. Because the artist in us, the creative inside of us, that's truly, truly one of the greatest motivations that we have. That we are not forgotten. That our life was not meaningless. And that we leave a hint, a tiny, tiny little footprint behind for somebody to find and say, I wonder who they were. Have a beautiful, creative, blessed day, no matter what you do today. Make it wonderful, make it meaningful, or just enjoy the moment. I hope you will enjoy the kind of weather we have down here in Houston, Texas. If you're not enjoying this kind of weather and you're still in the teens and 20s, enjoy a fireplace, enjoy a hot cup of tea, snuggle up in as many blankets as it takes, whatever, and do it your way. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.